for the first time ever, I can do that annoying thing that people do when they say, this was a highly requested topic from my followers because it actually was. I posted a random TikTok mentioning the story of how I got ghosted by my boyfriend of three years. Three fucking years, guys. You girls fucking rallied. This would be my villain origin story. Tell us a story, story time. Give us the tea girl. Oh my God. Obviously, I'm going to run with that and give the people what they want. My life on the whole is very, very undramatic and I like it that way. Some people have these dramatic stories coming out of their arseholes. I personally do not have that. This is my one crazy story. So let me tell you the story of how I got ghosted by my ex-boyfriend of three years. It was very cathartic. I was kind of making some notes because I wanted this to be kind of cohesive. So it was very cathartic for me going through the timeline of events. And I started to think like, what were the, I mean, I guess if we're using the language of the hour, the red flags of, for this happening, what were kind of the signals that I should have been like, Polly, what the fuck are you still doing? Because when I tell you I should have re ended this relationship two, three, four months in, that should have been the first red flag. And I knew that from the get-go. But you know when you're kind of in it and you don't really know and it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. like it's easy to say afterwards, oh, I should have ended it six months in, whatever. Before I tell you the story of fucking Casper the Ghost, let me tell you some of the red flags that in hindsight I've looked back and thought, okay, Polly, this should have been a fucking siren going off telling you to pack your bag, get the fuck out of there, much like he did. Okay, so red flag number one, was when I first met him. So I guess I'll just tell you a little bit about how we met. We met in a hostel. So I had gone to New Zealand to travel. I was living in a hostel with a bunch of girlfriends that I also met who were also traveling in New Zealand and he was staying at the same hostel. We just got to know each other there. I lived in that hostel for two or three months. So lived there, cooked, and we would all kind of, we had like the best group of people there. So we all kind of like cooked together, had dinners together, went out together. Our whole life was basically like in that hostel. So we just all, we all kind of cohabited this hostel together and he was there. So that's how we met. When we first started getting together and we started like flirting and you know when you're like, oh, okay, Something, something's here, like nothing's happened yet, but something is going on between us here. All of the people around him who knew him, so he had traveled with his brother and his brother's girlfriend. So they knew him, like obviously his brother has known him his whole life. They kept telling me, Casper doesn't do relationships. That was something that kept coming out of their mouth. They couldn't, and as we started like our first kiss and we started kind of hanging out more and holding hands, all they kept saying was, Casper doesn't hold hands. Casper doesn't do kissing. Casper is not a relationship guy. And they were all so stunned that he was kind of doing this thing with me. And obviously the classic fixer, I didn't realize I had this pattern until this relationship. I was like, oh, I can be the one to change you. The classic, like we know this, you know, and I didn't consciously think that, but as we know, that feels great when someone is like, oh, he never does this, but with anyone and now he's doing it with you. Obviously that feels fantastic to a people pleaser, to someone who likes to fix things, to someone who likes the chase, to someone who feels like they have to earn love. What better concoction for an absolute clusterfuck than a guy who doesn't do relationships? So that was red flag number one. Red flag number two, now goes, his kind of ex-girlfriend who plays a big part in the story later on, came over to visit New Zealand, to visit him in New Zealand, where we all were. She stayed in the hostel where we were all at. The first thing about this, so this is, I guess, number two, part A, is he didn't tell me who she was. He said, my friend is coming over. 
to New Zealand to visit. So I was like, oh, great, that'd be so fun. Meet your friends from home, amazing. Only later did I find out they'd had this enormous history together. They had a very complicated relationship. So number one, fucking lying from the get-go. That should have been a red flag. But number two, she said to me, we all got drunk one night and she classic sat me down and said this is not going to work for you Casper is not does not do relationships he will fuck you over he will treat you like shit he's always like this in the beginning he's great in the beginning and then he will leave he will air you Polly when the ex-girlfriend tells you that he is going to fuck you over listen to her okay and the other and she was not the only one later into the relationship it comes out that Casper has multiple of these girls that he took great pleasure in expressing were crazy and were obsessed with him and could not get over him girls when a guy tells you that his multiple of his exes are crazy Run for the fucking hills. Especially if it's multiple and the story is the same for all of them. He'd said he had these girls and they got into it thinking it was casual and then they always wanted more and then they turned psycho. When a guy tells you that story, that is a red flag that he is a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, and the last kind of red flag during the relationship was that I never really knew how he felt about me. And I remember expressing this to him multiple times that I never really, he was so hot and cold with me that I honestly, I felt like at any point he could just be like, oh, I'm over this relationship now. But obviously like God loves a trier. So we kept going. But as we continue the story, I'll tell you why I continued to stay. So they're the red flags. Let me preface this with, this isn't like a, I hate men, men are trash, all men are narcissists story. I think it takes two to tango. And obviously the story, the ghosting, as the situation unfolds, a lot of it was on him. Like that, the onus was on him. He was a dickhead. But we are like, it takes two to tango. I think we are always complicit in creating the conditions of our life somewhat. And so I was also not innocent in this. I made mistakes. I fucked up. And we'll go into that at the end. Maybe I'll tell you the lessons I learned about myself. In fact, I definitely will. Let's get into the story of Polly and Casper the ghost. So let me give you a backstory about our relationship. So we met in New Zealand. Our relationship kind of blossomed. We really connected. And then as travelers do, we were like, right, let's move to a different location. Let's move to Queenstown, which is the south of New Zealand for the winter. Let's learn to snowboard. We'll get an apartment. That'll be so fun. So me, him, his brother and his brother's girlfriend decided to move down to Queenstown and get an apartment together. We lived there for five months. And when I tell you, I experienced the biggest depression of my life living in that house with him. I'm not saying it was all his fault, but I was, I have never felt lower in my entire life than I had in those five months. That, Polly, was another red flag. So I was so fucking miserable. I felt so isolated. We went from having the best time ever, like with all of our friends. When we first met in Auckland, our relationship was, it was very intense, but it was kind of casual because it was, we always had fun. We always had other people around. And then I think we moved to Queenstown and it was just us and his family essentially. And it was just too much too fast. This is a pattern that I have moving into things way too quickly. 
And so I just felt so lonely. I think reality set in and I was like, oh God, like something was not working. I'll tell you that for fucking free. I was so unhappy that I, at the end of our lease, moved back to England. Things were good again. At the time, I didn't really associate the fact that I was so low with our relationship. I was just like, God, I'm just depressed. Like I have depression. And I saw a therapist about it. And in my mind, I was just like, I have depression. So I'm going to go home and be with my family. Went back to England. The moment I stepped off the fucking plane in England, depression vanished, (laughs) you know? And so that again, should have been a red flag for me. But anyway, so I'm at home in England and then whispers of COVID start to happen. And so I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to go back to New Zealand, because I still have my visa there, I need to go back to New Zealand ASAP Rocky. So I fly back to New Zealand. I have another year left on my visa. And then the whole world goes into lockdown. We know what happens here. Bearing in mind, the time that I went back to England, we basically didn't speak. Like we didn't end our relationship. It wasn't like we're breaking up. We basically just didn't say anything. Fucking classic, our entire relationship, no communication, like no real communication. So we hadn't really spoke. I think we'd probably text a few times, but that was it. I was living my life. I was feeling happy again. I was feeling like myself. And I was like, right, fuck it. I'm gonna go back out to New Zealand. Lockdown happens, get lonely. What do you do when you're feeling a bit lonely you're not really surrounded by anyone you text your ex classic it's a tale as old as time (laughs) and so we start texting and what people don't tell you about like long distance is you really can put your best foot forward and so we text we do phone calls we do like fun romantic dinner dates over the phone And all of a sudden, it's like all of the problems we'd had before did not exist. Everything was great. We were texting all the time. It was so fun. Fell in love again. Whatever. After COVID happened, like in New Zealand, we were very, very lucky that we were in very, very strict lockdown for like four to six weeks. I can't remember fully. And then everything basically opened up again. So you could travel again, like within the country, everything was open. So kind of life was resumed as normal. When that happened, we kind of got back together location wise. We were physically together. We moved in together. We were living together for that entire year, basically. Then at the beginning of 2021, he decided to move back to Australia. He is from Australia. That's where his family's from. He was very close to his family. So he just decided he was done with New Zealand. He was moving back to Australia. And we were like, cool, we've done long distance before. I personally loved Australia. So I was like, cool, you go back to Australia. I'm going to do the rest of my time in New Zealand because I'm loving New Zealand. And then perhaps I'll come to Australia with you afterwards. So we were like, great, fine. Long distance is fine. So we did long distance for about five months. Bearing in mind, all together now, we've probably been together like two and a half years we do long distance and it's okay and it's long distance is hard I think because I always felt and I express this to him I always feel like when you're long distance you're not ever fully present in your life because you are just half of you or a part of you is always thinking about this like other world that you have in a different place and that's really how I felt and so it was fine for a while and then I expressed this to him. So we, I got on the phone with him and I was like, look, how do you think this is going? I love you, but I feel like I'm never present in my life. I feel like I can never fully enjoy my life because half of my life is here and half of my life is with you. And so I'm never fully present with you and I'm never fully present in my life. What do you think we should do? Like, what do you think about this? And he, the way he responded, it was like he'd been shot. He was like, oh my God, no, like... 
I love you. Like, I think this is fine. But if it's not working for you, like, let's find a way to make this work together because I want to be with you and I want to continue to do this. Like, he was so affirming about wanting our relationship to continue that I was like, okay, like that gave me like a new lease of life. So I was like, right, fine. Like, let's find a way to make this work. And I said to him, okay, I feel like maybe we're just, we're almost speaking too much because I felt like we were constantly texting. We were constantly like every few days we would phone. And so that just felt like too much. So I was like, maybe we could do less random texting and maybe we could do more like once a week or twice a week, we could do like proper phone calls, like so we can catch up with each other enjoy each other's company but we're not constantly attached to the phone 24 7 and he was like great no worries and this was about a week and a half before my birthday so he said how about I'm really busy this week you're really busy with what you're doing why don't I call you on your birthday which is in like a week and a half so let's chill the fuck out with the texting and stuff and I'll call you on your birthday and then we can catch up And I said, perfect. What a fantastic compromise. And so we go about our lives. It's feeling much better. And I'm like, okay, this is really nice. I'm like having fun in my life. It was summertime and I was living in a lovely place. And so I was just, I was feeling really good about that because I was like, oh, I was kind of collecting these memories that I could tell him about when we got on the phone next. Things were feeling good. And I remember a few things happened. Like for example, my friend and I went whale watching right next to our house and we saw a whale. And that was the first time I'd seen a whale. I'm obsessed with whales. And so I saw a whale and I was like, well, I can't wait for a week and a half to tell him I've just seen a whale. So I text him this picture of a whale and I was like, dude, look what we just saw a whale. And he didn't reply. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like I wasn't necessarily expecting a response. It wasn't like, it didn't really warrant a response. I wasn't asking him like a specific question and we kind of agreed to text less. So I was like, fine, no response, completely normal. And I remember one other time, I can't remember what this was about, but I remember another time within that period that we kind of agreed not to text, me texting him something and him not replying. And again, I was like, oh, okay, bit different because we're normally so in contact with each other but again fine we'd agreed maybe he's just respecting the boundary he's busy I'm busy fine (laughs) And, and I'm sure you now know where this is going my birthday comes around he doesn't call and I'm like okay random like maybe he forgot like which is not great but it's not the worst I call him He doesn't respond. And I think, okay, weird. A few days go by. Fine. He doesn't call. And I'm like, okay, this is getting weird. Like, why isn't he, why isn't he answering my calls? Or even if he can't answer, why isn't he just text me and be like, hey, I'm busy. And all my friends are like, he's not, he didn't call you on your birthday. He didn't even text you on your birthday. That's so fucking rude. And I was like, no, no, like it's all good. I was in the phase of my life where I was kind of, I feel like everyone goes through a phase in their life where they kind of pretend that they hate their birthdays. And I think I was in that phase. I was like, no, it's not that big of a deal. And it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it's like your birthday. It would have been nice to get a text and a call like we'd agreed, but fine. Few days go by, no call. I call him multiple times because I'm like, we agreed to speak. And also like, what's going on? I didn't hear from him. I send him some texts. I don't hear from him. About a week goes by and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I remember even joking to myself, like in my mind being like, oh my God, imagine if I never hear from him again. And this is like a story for a movie. (laughs) And so about a week goes by and I start to think like, God, what if something's happened? Because he works in kind of like a dangerous industry. He does like construction-y type stuff. Um, But where he was working at the time, he was like working on a really big rig. So I was like, God, maybe something's happened. So I message his brother, whom I'd lived with previously. So we were friends. That wasn't like a strange thing to do. I messaged him and I was like, hey, is 
Casper okay? Like, what's going on? And Casper also we kind of had like an aversion to technology. So he didn't really use his phone very much. And he often broke his phone. I think the time I knew him, he had like five phones because he kept breaking them. So in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe he's actually just broken his phone. Um, like that was definitely like another possibility. So I was like, fine. So I text his brother and say, hey, how is Casper? Like, I haven't heard from him. Is he all good? Like part of me thinking like, God, something's like seriously wrong. And they just haven't been able to tell me because like something's bad has happened. His brother gets back to me almost instantly. And it's like, yeah, no, he's fine. Is everything okay? And I'm, so I'm just like, wait, what is going on then? A few weeks go by and I'm like, well, I suppose we're not together anymore then. Probably like three weeks later, I call him and I, cause I'm just calling him periodically cause I'm thinking what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I think it just hasn't hit me properly. And I don't think, I mean, I actually, I was gonna say, I don't think I would do this anymore, but I think I would because you're like, wait, what like we've just had this life together for the past three years we've been through so many things together what's going on and so I finally call him in the morning I remember it's like 9am I'm on my morning beach walk and he answers the phone and I'm like oh my fucking god what's going on and I'm like hey and girls when I tell you the man on the end of the phone was an absolute stranger to me like a man that I did not know a rope like literally like a robot it was the strangest thing so I'm like hey what's going on and he's like oh yeah god I wish I could like I can hear the voice in my mind and he's like oh hi like as if as if it was like the strangest thing that I was calling and I was like what is going on like I haven't heard from you is everything good like what the fuck because obviously I'm so confused and I will never forget what he said. He said to me, oh, um, yeah, um, no, I'm just um, focusing on making money and buying a house. So, um, yeah, I'm busy. As if that's what I'd asked. As if I was like, oh, hey, what are you up to? What's your time? As if you hadn't ignored me for the past like month nearly. It was the most bizarre. And I was actually stunned. Like I have gone back to that conversation so many, so many times in my head. I wish I'd said different things. Wish I'd asked different things. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? But I think in that moment, I was so stunned to be finally getting through to this man after an after a month of not speaking to him. And then be like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Like, are we good? Like, if you want to end this relationship, have some fucking balls and just tell me you want to end the relationship. Like, that's fine. Like, that is less painful than you just ignoring me. He's just like, yeah, I'm just focusing on making money and buying a house. What do you mean? Okay. Like, that's are those two things mutually exclusive? Are relationships and making money mutually exclusive? I'm confused. So anyway, then that conversation ends and... I never hear from him again. <laughs> it doesn't even end there. So a few months later, just haven't heard from him. Like that relationship's done. I'm just focusing on moving on now, trying to like create my own closure so I can move on. I'm just like, do you know what? If I, if he is the type of guy who can't have a fucking conversation and end a relationship, or if he's the type of guy that thinks that is an appropriate response to any situation that is not the type of guy that I want in my life and so after that conversation I went into my friend's my housemate's bedroom sat on her bed cried for about 20 seconds and then I was like do you know what 
I'm not fucking crying over this anymore. That showed me exactly the type of person that he was. And that is not the type of person that I wanted in my life. But anyway, a few months go by and I just get, you know, that, that little sprinkle of curiosity. I'm thinking, oh, what's going on? I wonder what he's up to. And so I go on his Facebook and I scroll down and he's not like a poster on Facebook. He's like never been a poster on Facebook. I mean, like most of us are not posters on Facebook, but he's like really not. I scroll down and bearing in mind when we were together, he was so averse to putting a label on our relationship. Like the boyfriend and girlfriend thing he hated. He was just so anti-commitment. Again, another red flag, Polly, Jesus Christ. He was so like anti-putting a label on anything. Obviously, I mean, this is such a tiny little thing, but he was always like, we don't need to tell people online that we're together. Like we don't, I don't need to change my Facebook status. And we, I mean, obviously like, do people actually change their Facebook status to in a relationship anymore? I don't know. But that was the thing that he was very strongly about. He was like, I don't need to do that. I go on his Facebook and full circle moment. Remember the girl that I told you at the beginning, the ex-girlfriend who came to New Zealand and told me this man will fuck you over. Casper the ghost is in a relationship with ex-girlfriend. Fucking classic. And it gets even worse. It gets even worse. I'm like, okay, that's kind of random, but also not unexpected considering the circumstances. So I think, okay, why don't I just have a little click on her profile? Why not? You know, curiosity gets the better of you. Sometimes it's impossible not to. I'm interested in what's going on. I scroll down, not too far, mind. Have a little scroll. There's a few pictures of them. And I think, literally sick in my mouth. Lo and behold, I scroll past a nice photo, a black image of a little, a scan of a baby. He and her, Casper the ghost, is with child, (laughs) with his ex-girlfriend, months after he ghosted me. (laughs) Oh my God. And I, I tell you what, when I burst out laughing and then immediately text my friend who was kind of with me on this journey, God, honestly, it was the perfect ending to a an absolute shitstorm of a situation. So that's the story. That is the story of me getting ghosted by my boyfriend of three years, and it was so honestly. Now I look back at it and I think, fuck, that is hilarious. Like, what a hilarious ending to that story. But I can also appreciate that it wasn't hilarious, and it was really a mind fuck. Like for so long after. Actually, to be honest, I still feel this way a little bit, but it really, like, I just think ghosting is the most cowardly thing you could possibly do. I saw this TikTok and I think it was satire, but it was like a street interview. And the girl was like, have you, the girl asked this guy, he was like, have you ever ghosted? And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. It's actually my preferred method. And then he was like, oh, I've tried a... I've tried the honest way, the honest way. And I've tried to come up with an elaborate lie as to why I can't see them anymore. But they always take it the wrong way and they always want to become like the fixer. So now, so I've just find it easier to ghost than not tell them. And I was like, honey, why don't you just tell them the actual truth that you're not that into them? I'm confused. Like, why does it have to be an elaborate lie? Anyway, I saw that yesterday and I thought about it. I just think ghosting is so fucking cowardly. Like you can't, like you're too afraid to say how you actually feel. 
And you can be like, oh yeah, I just don't want to hurt their feelings. Fuck, like that's not true. Like it's not about their feelings. It's about your feelings. Like you don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation. You'd rather just be a dickhead and not say anything. And I get that. Like it's hard to have those types of conversations. But when I was doing the note, when I was writing the notes for this yesterday, I kind of wrote like, what lessons did I learn from this? For a long time and even probably still, I feel as though like I almost like lost all trust within myself because I feel like looking back there were so many signs that this was not the relationship that I should have been in and so many of my friends were like hey like are you sure like he's is this a good behavior for certain things that he did and I just kept But everything he did, I felt like I just kept validating and I kept coming up with excuses and I truly believed them at the time. And so this whole relationship and then like all the way up to like leading to the kind of demise looking back I now it was so hard because I look back at that relationship and now I'm like god can I trust myself to make good relationship decisions and like can I trust myself to like choose a good guy because I felt like he was a great guy and there were so many I thought there were a lot of things that were great about him but looking back I'm like god there was nothing like nothing in our relationship was like long term I never saw I couldn't imagine a future with us together and so for a long time and definitely even still now I doubt my ability to judge people and that was a really tricky thing and that was I think the hardest thing that came out of it was the like confidence knock that came with it because I was like god if I didn't see any of these incredibly blatantly obvious red flags and reasons that I should not have been with him how can I trust myself to go into a new relationship and see them and like trust that it's going to be the right guy and like yeah that was that was an enormous thing that came out of it and I'm still working on that but like I said at the beginning I think it's very easy to put all of the blame on somebody else but there are two people in a relationship my favorite like journal prompt that I tell you all the time whenever anything is bothering me in my life is how am I complicit in creating the conditions of my life that I say I don't want and I use that for this relationship as well because I was not perfect and I think my takeaways from where I needed to improve in this relationship were I was never clear on what I wanted from him to myself and to him and I think I did the classic thing where I pretended that I wanted and pretended to myself as well that I wanted a very easy breezy chill no commitments I was just happy to like see where things go we didn't need to label anything it could be super casual and I think I I like all of those things I told him I was almost pretending to him and myself that I wanted that But because of that, I never gave him the opportunity to be like, okay, yes, this is what I want and I can give you that. Or obviously this is how he genuinely felt. No, I can't give you that and walked away. And so I, with, in not being honest with how I felt to myself and to him, it kind of created an environment where I was just constantly trying to be a more like someone who didn't want a relationship and someone who was just like chill and then on his side he was kind of forced to be someone who wanted a relationship like I feel like we were both just trying to be people in our relationship that we weren't but it's all fucking lessons and I think if you're ever gonna have terrible dating relationship stories this is the age to do it and now I've got a podcast episode out of it so that's fucking hilarious shall I tell you like a few of the other lessons I learned from this relationship before we wrap this up other takeaways I took from this was 
you always know if a part of you feels like you know deep down even if you can't kind of intellectualize it or comprehend it just trust that part of yourself I knew that this was never going to be my relationship you know like I couldn't picture our futures together I couldn't picture him like blending into my life but I kind of justified that with oh I'm young and we both just don't know what we're doing how can I imagine our lives together when we travel so much and we have so many different plans and that's how I justified it but part of me always knew that that was not the relationship that I was that it was just not the type of relationship I wanted like I wasn't proud of the relationship we had together and so that should have been a sign and so this is a message to myself. Like if you feel like you know that it's over and you know that this is not the relationship for you, just fucking get out. To be honest, I just think I was so, I wanted a relationship more than I wanted him. And on reflection, damn, this is getting deep now. On reflection, I think I really didn't know what I wanted from my life. I mean, a tale as old as time. Hello, present day Polly still feeling that way. But I think because I didn't really know what I was doing, like I'd just come to New Zealand I didn't know what I was doing with my career. Like I was just starting the beginning of my business and doing freelancing. And so everything was so up in the air. I think the idea of a relationship created stability and like security, or I mean, at least the illusion of those things that I really craved. And so I think instead of sitting with, oh God, what do I want for my life? It was easier to be like, okay, I'm going to be in this relationship and this relationship is going to be my life. And so that's a huge lesson. Don't listen to what people say, watch what people do. He was, and my friend and I laugh about this so much now. Like the reason I really liked him in the first place, that the reason I think I was kind of attracted to him and wanted to get to know him is because of his chat. Like the way that he would speak, he always talked about feminism and he was vegan, which I thought was really cool because I hadn't met a lot of male vegans and the way he talked about veganism, the way he talked about communication, open communication, polyamory, he kind of said all of the right things that he always talked about open communication and never being the type, oh, this is fucking rich. He always talked about being the type of person that would never have not amicable relationships or never have people in his life that he hated because he was so good at communication. Imagine that, Casper the fuck goes thinking he's good at communication that he would never have kind of like unresolved issues in his life and he always used to say if we ever did separate again red flag jesus christ polly if we ever separated we wouldn't be like the type of exes who like never spoke because we'd just be able to work it out our relationship might change to like friends but we would never not be in each other's lives because he was so good at communication and working things out honey that kind of goes without saying that communication is something maybe he needs to work on. But anyway, who really cares? Like this has been, this was a few years ago now. I mean, it was 2021. So yeah, a few years ago now. It's a funny story to me now. Lots of lessons, definitely some lowercase t trauma from it. Haven't had a relationship since then or have even tried. I think maybe that is the reason for that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it was kind of cathartic to talk about this. Crazily, when I posted this on TikTok, I had other people commenting saying they'd had the same thing happen to them, like boyfriends of significant periods of time separating, like ghosting them. I think that's insanity. I genuinely thought I didn't like, I genuinely thought and hoped that this was like, an I'm not like other girls thing. Like I did not want or expect this to happen to anybody else. But alas, apparently men our track. I think Brittany Broski said in her podcast recently, here is a message to men, stop talking. 
And I thought that was really profound. I thought that was very profound. And I kind of, I hope that that they hear that, you know, men, the population, I hope they hear that. Let me know your favorite parts of the episode. I want to do a few episodes over the next few weeks. I really want to get to 30 episodes. I've just set that kind of arbitrary number for myself. And then I'm going to reflect on the podcast, the direction of it, and then maybe make it a bit more cohesive. So expect a lot of different trialing and erroring trialing and erroring over the next few weeks as I just trial the last kind of styles and ideas I have for the podcast so I have enough data to kind of make a decision about the direction of this pod thanks so much for listening I hope that was an enjoyable one not very informative but kind of hilarious okay love you loads see you in the next episode